coming up in this episode of Can You Believe It? He's, he's one out of the box. He's special. Mm. I'll give him that. You have no idea. <laughs> his or... room must smell disgusting. <laughs> he lives at his mum's house, though, doesn't he? <laughs> I feel like I'm vibrating at a pretty good level. (laughs) (laughs) You were fools in the skies, Illuminati's controlling your life. Can you believe it? Rob circles and Jesus toast. The time that Kesha fucked a ghost. Hello and welcome to the final episode of the first season of Can You Believe It? A semi-regular podcast on the unexplained that asks the all-important question, Can You Believe It? My name is Matt Neal and I'm joined, as per usual, by user of the internet and man who owns shoes, the Colonel. Thanks for joining us, Colonel. Howdy, Doctor. Good to be here. Uh, I'm also joined by America's sweetheart and former prison snitch, Brady Jones. <laughs> <laughs> Great. Yeah, thank you. All right. uh, now, before we dive into today's... Ta- uh, hang on. Uh, I'm just going to stop you there, Matt. Um, I've decided for the last episode that we're going to do something a little bit special for our listeners. Um, I thought I might sort of step up and take over tonight. You're just going to take over. Well, I, I've prepared a um, a story, uh, which I think is is uh, good enough to, to to be, you know. Well, look, hey, it's it's about time you started pulling your weight around here, so uh, go for it, uh, Brady. Can I just get you to do the sponsor this week? Uh, yeah, of course, Duda. This week's sponsor is Jurassic Park the Musical. Relive the wonder and awe of the classic dino romp like you've never seen before. This brontosaurus Broadway behemoth features the hit songs Clever Clever Girl, <laughs> Life Finds a Way, Spare No Expense, and Newman from Seinfeld singing the heart-wrenching ballad You Forgot to Say the Magic Word. It's bone-crunching, blood-splattering, fun for the whole family. Jurassic Park the Musical tickets now on sale. Thanks, Brady. Thanks, Brady. That was excellent. Who knew I could read? <laughs> We're all okay. learning. <laughs> Strap in, guys. Here we go. Uh, I'm just going to have a run at this. On the 21st of July in 2015, the YouTube channel Gaia, known for publishing New Age content surrounding spirits, meditation, uh, New Age theories, and aliens, published the first episode of their new series called Cosmic Disclosure. Cosmic Disclosure is hosted by the New York Times best-selling author and UFO commentator David Wilcock, who lists himself on his website as a professional lecturer, a filmmaker, and researcher of ancient civilizations and new paradigms of matter and energy. I can't say I'm familiar. I can't say I'm familiar with this YouTube channel. I'm familiar with many YouTube channels, but this one in particular, no. (laughs) Well, those interested in the weird and paranormal may recognise Wilcock from the History Channel show Ancient Aliens. Oh, is he the guy from the meme? No, he is not not Giorgio Tsoukalos. Oh, okay. I've never known Uh, his name. Now, while we won't be covering the subjects covered on Ancient Aliens in this podcast, it's important to note that a prominent writer, Brian Switek for the Smithsonian Institute, described Ancient Aliens as, quote, some of the most toxic sludge in television's <laughs> bottomless chum bucket. <laughs> that is such a great quote. Like, that's pull quote on the poster worthy. Like it's. Yeah, I read that and I was just like, that's going in for sure. 
Wilcox's new project, Cosmic Disclosure, focused on the release of testimony from an insider or whistleblower from the government's secret space programs. In the first episode, we are introduced to Wilcox insider, Mr. Corey Good. Corey Good looks like your average Joe, aged in his mid-40s with a soft, reassuring voice and very modestly dressed in a blue flannel shirt and jeans. I'll just, I'll just show you a picture of, of uh, Corey. Oh, we get pictures. Yep. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. He's yeah. really average. He's just, He's Joe six He's yeah. just average Joe. <laughs> nice shirt. What's his name again? Corey Good. Corey Good. Corey Good, Corey Good. Uh, he lists- Mr. Corey Good. <laughs> <laughs> he lists his occupation as an IT specialist, but has now become an advocate for the release of information relating to the existence of aliens. Good, good, it's a good career move. Yeah, yeah, like that. There, there's always jobs going in that field. <laughs> yeah. Pay well too. Good sits across from David Wilcock with a very serious, almost emotionless expression on his face. The first thing that host Wilcock says is, quote, I understand that what you're about to tell us is so far out that people are going to have a really hard time accepting this, particularly if they already don't have a background in this. And with that set up... For, for, wait a minute. So for something on this, like... So this is a YouTube channel this show. Is a, this is a YouTube channel. This right. is the first episode of this new, new series. series. About something that is pretty new agey and out there anyway. Yeah. And they're leading with that bit. They're going, <laughs> this is going to be... We're in a really strange place already, but we're going to take you somewhere even further. It's, okay. I'm, this is promising. This is I'm, very promising. I'm, I'm hooked and I'm not in that sort of market. <laughs> <laughs> okay. And, and with that set up... The most amazing science fact story you've ever heard in your life begins to unfold. Okay, so okay. Uh, according to Good, at the age of six or seven, during the year 1977, he was brought into a secret government program called MyLab, where he was identified as having special qualities. Quote, <laughs> I was identified as an intuitive empath. What was his metachlorian clown? <laughs> when asked to explain what an intuitive empath is, Good responds, quote, Intuitive, you have a deep intuition of things that are possibly about to happen. Precognitive abilities. He's claiming he's a psychic. He's and claiming that as a six or seven year old, he's been recruited by the government as a psychic. And empath- empathic, you have a strong connection with those around you. You can feel what they are feeling and connect with them emotionally. Okay. This is, he's, he's one out of the box. He's special. Mm. I'll give him that. You have no idea. Good goes on to explain that these latent abilities were trained and enhanced at the age of 12 or 13. He and a few other intuitive empaths were accepted into another program as support for something called the Earth Delegation. <laughs> Which are part of a super federation of extraterrestrial federations that discuss something called the Grand Experiment. Right. So, okay, so he's been recruited by the government as a psychic, and but above and beyond that, he's now representing Earth in, like... Star Trek's Federation. Well, he's, he's, With- he's, he claims to have been in, you know, trained in this sort of program, and now he's been sort of put across to another program that's... That's representing our planet... Among other planets, I'm basically. Just, Earth delegation. Yes. He's going off to the EU for I'm, the galaxy. I'm only just learning about him, and I feel like he is the most suitable candidate. <laughs> <laughs> 
<laughs> He's the only candidate. <laughs> <laughs> the grand experiment, according to Good, is a secret government and ET genetic program comprised of 21 genetic experiments whereby the extraterrestrials were mixing their genetics with human genetics. Oh, I've seen that episode of The X-Files. Good was asked to attend this delegation of interplanetary species to advocate for the Earth delegation who had been trying to get a seat on this super federation for a long time. Okay, so I'm just going to stop you for a second there, Colonel. Uh, so earlier on in the season, we talked about Rael, right? Mm -hmm. Yeah. And he got taken up by aliens and started a religion. Okay. Now, mm -hmm. already, that sounds way more realistic than what the fuck is going on already right now in this story. <laughs> oh, my sweet summer child. You, you're, about to, you're about to witness something yeah, incredible. Let me just continue okay. here. Uh, so, quote... The intuitive empaths, when we were sitting there, we didn't know what was going on. <laughs> Whoa, okay, hang on. That's like when you get a psychic fair cancelled for unforeseen, unforeseen reasons. <laughs> because a lot of what is going on was happening in this ancient ET language that is real monotone, that we didn't understand. And some of what was going on was going on telepathically. We were given a glass smart pad, which is kind of like an iPad that had access to the ET database, and it helped us with our intuitive empath abilities, detecting, detecting danger and deception. So, an iPad. Yeah. <laughs> right. Essentially. So, he's in a meeting with aliens right now. Well, to no, talk about these experiments. Yeah. So yeah. So basically, he's he's representing the Earth delegation at this sort of conference. Uh, these smart pads, according to Good, had the entire history of the ancient race of aliens, uh, you know, contained within them, and an alternate history to our own planet. These were available to read and were switched on with a mental component, although some pages the human delegation were not privy to. Right. Good goes on to expand this knowledge of genetic pro. Uh, 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 sorry, Good goes on to expand his knowledge of the ge genetic programs, describing the programs as competing college term papers working against one another. When the host Wilcock asks Good what the end goal of these experiments was, he confesses that he does not know, although he theorizes that they might be trying to create a super being. Good then goes on to state that the experiments and genetic manipulation of human DNA has been going on for two hundred and fifty thousand years oh. and he claims that the alien races involved in these experiments are neither benevolent nor malicious and judging would depend on your personal perspective right i was, I was gonna say he's, he was just reading or watching way too much sci-fi i think at this point like mm. it's just so like i've written a really bad sci-fi novel and i can't get a deal for it so what can i do with it i'll just say it's real on a YouTube channel. That's what I'm, that's the vibe I'm getting at the it moment. It has similarities with Alron Hubbard already, doesn't yeah, it? Yeah, like, there's, there's bits of that and there's bits of the X-Files and there's a whole lot of Star Trek and then there's... I'm just seeing yeah. a lot of... There's a lot of, th of things going on mm. in this. So, these claims are astonishing. But rather than the host Wilcock pushing his whistleblower for some, some kind of scientific evidence for these claims, he sort of parks this information to the side and asks Good to expand something, uh, further on something called the LOC. Quote, Lunar Operation Command, or LOC, is a facility on the backside of the moon that is a diplomatic <laughs> neutral facility that all the different space programs have access to and use. There are some people who are stationed there and work there, but it's more of a way station where people are coming and going from it all the time to go further out into the solar system and beyond or to go to other stations and bases. Oh, so there's, and there's more, so there's more of these, not just on the, on the 
Dark Side of the Moon. Mm-hmm. Uh, okay. Do, mm-hmm. go, do go on. Wilcock then asks Good to expand on his story arc and describe the process he's, of travelling from... He's written a sci-fi novel and now he's pretending it's a real thing. <laughs> he asks him to... Who's your protagonist? <laughs> what are his motivations? <laughs> expand on his story. And to describe the process of travelling from his house to a research vessel out in the solar system. Quote... I was transported from my house in the middle of... First I get an Uber. (laughs) (laughs) I was transported from my house in the middle of the night by conventional means to Carswell Air Force Base. Underneath Carswell Air Force Base is a secret area of the base and there's an elevator that goes very far down. And many people know about the tram system that runs underneath the United States, a shuttle system, <laughs> like a monorail going through a tube, and it's like a maglev and a vacuum tube. I was transported from there to another location to where I was transported to the LOC through what some might call Stargate technology or oh, portal oh, technology. Okay. Yeah. Okay, and I ended up on. at the LOC, and I was then put onto a manta-looking craft like a stingray with a bunch of other people, and we were transported from the moon out into the solar system. Uh, well, okay. I've got, got a few questions. So, apparently everyone knows that there's, there's <laughs> as, a tube system as under, the, under the... Yeah, as you all know. There, not, not, not only under the system. United States, but he later claims in, in other um, interviews that it runs under the entire well, world. Right, okay. Mm. Okay, so first he, he, he gets to the, the military base and then takes the tube system. And then... They sorry. What was the bit? What did he do after that? When does the manta? Oh no, he st- the Stargate. Okay, yeah. so they've got Stargates as it well. Goes, yeah, that's, that's he the technology. He's devouring so much sci-fi that it's just he, he's totally written a book that no one wants. His or, room must smell disgusting. <laughs> he lives at his mum's house though, doesn't he? <laughs> or or is it just that there's you know a secret space program with hidden technologies with m- manta-shaped ships? Or yeah, or this is all real. <laughs> and okay, and so manta shaped ships, that's from a heap of different stuff as well. Like Phantom Menace has the the bongo. I don't know what you're talking about. Okay. I don't know what right. you're talking about. There's, I'm this I'm seeing a lot of uh, bit of cherry picking from other <clears throat> superior sci fi at this point. While Good was stationed at the LOC, he was asked to sign legal papers uh, papers that explained to him that he was entering into a twenty year commitment and they call the program the twenty and back program. When Wilcock asks Good to describe what is uh, what the LOC looked like, uh, Good responds with, quote, Mainly real narrow halls and regular-looking doors. It didn't have Star Trek doors that go, psh, psh, and it wasn't super advanced. Okay. Just, I just want to start counting sci-fi references directly now. That he's, If he's name-checking it, there's always Stargate, bing. bing, Star Trek, bing, yeah. Good claims that they then departed the Lunar Operation Command on the Stingray spaceship and travelled for around 30 to 40 minutes before arriving at the research vessel he would be stationed at for the next six years. After serving six years on the research vessel, Good was transported to various other research vessels and secret space programs throughout the cosmos. Quote, the intuitive empath skill set was needed in other programs, so I was moved through multiple programs through the remainder of the 20 years. One example would be the Intruder Intercept and Interrogation Program. Good claims that his primary function in serving this particular program was to be present during the interrogation of intergalactic trespassers to detect deception. 
So the these aren't the aliens who are involved in these meetings and experiments. These are other aliens. This like, is this is the like the these like Borgs the or something. People who or? are like in control of the Earth delegation. You know, they're they're the ones sending him to these different space programs because the intuitive empath abilities are really needed. Right. <laughs> right. Okay. Quote: When you communicate with these other beings. It's called interfacing. Sometimes I was needed to interface and sometimes I was just there to read them, read their emotions and see if they were being truthful. A human lie detector. Interestingly, Good claims that there is a plethora of human-led secret space programs, but claims the big five are called Solar Warden, the ICC or Interplanetary Corporate Conglomerate, the Dark Fleet, the Global Galactic League of Nations. These are the names of each of his books in the series. And various black ops programs comprised of several separate black book military operations. Okay, so has he actually he's furnished any furnished any proof yet of any of this? Or he's just he's just talking. Look, let's let, let's just get okay. through the story. Okay, and then we can talk about proof. Okay. Good also refers to a major player in the Intergalactic Federation, known as the Alliance. <laughs> Hmm. Who are the government Rebel Alliance? Can we count that as a sci-fi reference? <laughs> <laughs> who are made up of government factions from various military departments, mainly the US Navy. Quote There is an Earth Alliance. They have a completely different agenda. Their agenda is to basically take down uh the and uh, take down the uh, financial system and to battle the cabal. Whoa. <laughs> Okay. Now, for those not versed in the intricate details and vast breadth of the modern-day conspiracy pantheon, allow me to quickly explain the Cabal. The Cabal, are, according to various conspiracy theorists, are a collection of the world's wealthiest, most sinister business, finance, military, and political elites who allegedly work together to serve themselves or their interests of their satanic masters. Oh, wait, okay, so is this like Illuminati... Mm. Like a different version of the Illuminati. Depending on which conspiracy theorist you're listening to, for the purposes of understanding Corey Good's testimony, we can basically think of them as the Illuminati. Okay, good. I'm glad I'm so. I'm glad I'm caught up with this bullshit. Now, Matt, be be (laughs) warned that Good's references to other conspiracy theories and pseudoscience will only increase and become more complex as we continue. Okay, this is going to be a. A wicked web he's about to weave. Yes. Right. Wilcock now jumps uh, to asking Good how to... Oh, whoa, something... Oh, I think I've just been taken over by the cabal here. (laughs) They've just shut down my... Hang on. No, we're good. (laughs) No, no, it was just sleep mode on my computer. close call. But it could have been the Illuminati. (laughs) Wilcock now jumps to asking how Good came to the decision to become a whistleblower and inform the public about these secret space programs. This was was my next question. Yeah. Mm. Quote... I was contacted by a higher density group of beings that are known as the Blue Avians. Whoa. They are eight foot tall. They look very bird-like. They are coloured blue to indigo and are covered with feathers. They have no wings. They have very human-looking torso, arms, feet, hands. They don't have a long beak like many of the people on the internet are trying to depict. It's a very soft, flexible beak. Please tell me and you have a they, photo of this. <laughs> as they speak, they do sign language motions with one hand, but they move their mouths around and then they communicate telepathically. Oh, my God. What? 
I just say, listeners, the colonel is doing this as he's describing that. (laughs) The blue avians told me that the other beings they are working with come from the sixth through to ninth densities. Now, I'll just show you an artist's rendition of uh, of the blue avians <laughs> oh, good. Yeah, awesome. um, that Corey Good described okay. to his artist. Good. Oh, my God. Oh, yeah. It's kind of... Yeah. It kind of looks like... It's like, a little bit Avatar-ish. It's kind, it's kind of but... like if, if Pixar made a, a movie about anthropomorphic blue bird men and the sun is like an emo kid. But the, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but, like, they're, yeah but they're if, a little bit fishy in the face as well. Yeah. If um, is it's it a little chicken bit, hawk from Foghorn and Foghorn and Leghorn. I was thinking a bit, a little bit Abe Sapien from Hellboy. Abe. Sapien. Yeah, Abe Sapien. Yeah, that's, yeah? A, that's a good reference. <laughs> Except they're more bird-like. But it's, but it's a bit fishy, but it's a bit birdy as well. Mm. Actually, it's a bit like the creature in the shape of water. <laughs> so, so after after Wilcock hears this, right? Sorry, I'm well on board at the moment. <laughs> Completely relaxed and seemingly indifferent to the last statement by Good, Wilcock then asks, what is a density? Quote, Everything around us is made up of matter and energy, though it's all made up of vibration, and it comes from a different vibration or frequency. It's not in a faraway planet in the center of the galaxy or anything like that. It's all around us. It's real close and far away at the same time. They've been here for quite some time. They've been observing, but they are here because we are moving into a part of the galaxy that is a higher energetic part of the galaxy that it's going to change the density of our solar system and the local star cluster. We had tangible evidence of that in the space program, and that has been studied for quite some time. So it's the like the force? These are like force ghosts? I don't know. I don't know what it is. Uh, I mean, like they've been studying it. It's some kind of vibrational frequency from different vibrations or frequencies. It's mm, They all sound like science words. Mm, they do, don't they? <laughs> Good goes on to explain that this may lead to the human race going through a transformational experience that is going to change us on a consciousness level. He explains that there are a lot of theories of of, of what will happen. Quote, I don't know if it's going to happen to everyone at once. If there's some people who are more sort of spiritually evolved that are going to start showing the signs earlier. I don't have all the answers. I'm not a guru. I really don't have all the answers. So it sounds like it doesn't have all the answers. <laughs> <laughs> so he, so he, he doesn't know what the fuck he's talking about. Look, look he's he's an intuitive empath, and he <laughs> well, yeah, knows and feels things. But there are certain things that he doesn't know or mm. feel because he's a he's a he's not a guru. True. All right. He's an intuitive empath. <laughs> yeah. Well, there's of di- course. There's, there's a, a distinction. Very dis- there. Yeah. There's <laughs> a key distinction. When asks. Uh, what he thinks the blue avian agenda is, Good states uh, that beings from the sixth density and higher are not agenda orientated and that that our third density way of thinking doesn't apply to them. Good says that they are here to diffuse these huge tsunamis of energy waves that are entering our solar system that could turn humans mad and plunge the world into chaos. In addition to this, the Blue Avians are working with other sphere beings from the Sphere Being Alliance who utilize spheres of energy traveling like spaceships. Wow. Now, I'm just going to show you... (laughs) I'm just going to show you an image released by Corey Good which shows an artist's rendering of of these sphere ships. So, you have an idea of of what we're dealing with. 
That's that's an artist's rendering of of Corey okay. uh, getting sucked up into a sphere from his bed. Right. Okay. Right. It's a sphere. Yeah. Good thing you got that drawn because it's really hard to imagine a sphere. Can I can I just cut in <laughs> all the way through this season? At least there's been a sliver of like what if, but this is just. A hundred percent bullshit. <laughs> okay. <laughs> so we haven't we haven't haven't heard the proof yet. Okay. Yeah, yeah, okay, there's, yeah, yeah, there's, yeah. There's proof coming. Okay, I'll put it back in the box. <laughs> Good explains that uh, that when he went on to represent the blue avian at the uh, Federation Council. So he's been recruited by these blue avians. Is that what he's saying? Like, because this started from like, why did you become a whistleblower? And then all of a sudden he just started banging on about the fucking sixth density and these weird avatar fish people. And he's, but so what? They've recruited him. So look, basically, he sort of gets introduced to this species of eight foot tall blue birdmen, mm. and now he's sort of representing them in some fashion uh, on a smaller scale at, at, at the moment. Let, let me continue. <laughs> Just like a side job. Like- Good explains that he went on to represent the Blue Avian uh, Federation. Uh, Blue Avians at the Federation Council and that he originally didn't want to um, because he was a poor public speaker and had a weak voice. During his protests um, to the heads of the program, Good was introduced to the Blue Avian called Ratia Air. (laughs) Quote. Ratia Air. Ratia Air. Okay. Got got okay. Oh, he he just calls him Tia Air. Like he's on sort of, you know, a first name basis. Oh, right. Okay. Bro bird. <laughs> Quote, As I was trying to talk my way out of being a delegate, he walked up very close to me and put his hand on my forearm and was communicating with me telepathically <laughs> and that I need to let go of the negative and quit thinking about the negative and his hand was very powder soft on my skin. It was the only time they ever physically touched me. And then he told me that what was important was their message. The message for humanity is that It's the tenet of many religions. We need to become more loving. We need to become forgiving of ourselves and forgiving of others, thus stopping the wheel of karma. We need to focus on becoming more service to others on a daily basis. We need to focus on raising our vibration and our consciousness. I mean, that's that's the blue birds message to you. I I was along for the ride until raising my vibration vibration Do we delve into i feel some like real i'm vibrating shit. at a pretty good level <laughs> uh, don't tell me how to fucking vibrate yeah. <laughs> fucking bird <laughs> <laughs> after this experience good was requested by name by the blue bird uh sorry by the blue avian emissaries to be their representative at the super federation and to speak to the alliance on their behalf Good claims that the Alliance were not initially happy to have him representing the Blue Avians as they wanted someone uh, who had they had full control over in an attempt to influence the Blue Avians and create allies against the Cabal. Good states that he had been told in advance that the Blue Avians were insisting that he represent them. Quote, They will either appear in my house or they would have spheres take me to them. They are standing there just like a normal person would be standing there. They look like you could walk up and touch them. I'd been in contact with them for a while, but it was more of a personal nature for four years. It wasn't very regular contact. Hmm. 
I still, we haven't got proof of any of this. So this, this is still just one dude telling a story. He's it's not. Just, he's yep. just re- okay. relaying his. Is it's not a story. It's <laughs> testimony. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. Sure. It's a story. <laughs> Once this had been communicated to Good, a shuttle was sent to pick him up to transport him to the Lunar Operation Command. The shuttle was piloted by members of the Alliance and transported Good to the LOC in under three minutes, where the shuttle was landed in a hangar. Good disembarked and was greeted by the general for the Alliance called General Gonzalez, mm-hmm. who uh, apparently it's not his real name, it's a, it's a pseudonym. <laughs> Good was Great. then led into a huge cathedral-like conference room that could hold up to 300 people, and he described many humans from multiple nationalities speaking amongst themselves in swivel chairs that ran to the roof. Cool. Does that remind you of, of, yeah. of any scene in any particular yeah. sci-fi series? That ran to the roof. Yeah. Mm. You know the uh, Star Wars first trilogy, yeah? Mm. The Senate. Oh, yeah, yeah. Right, yeah. gotcha. Mm. Okay. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> Quote, I was really starting to get nervous at this point. I was all alone on stage, no prep. I just walked onto the stage. No prep. So wait, they're recruiting him to do this job, and it doesn't get that get well, given anything. According to Good, that's that's just the way that the Blue Avians do things. Like they don't actually let you know what's happening. They just yeah. pop you in, and your intuitive empath abilities take over. Yeah, yeah, they vibration. They just, hang out. The sixth density hang out without an agenda. While us mere third density <laughs> plebs uh, oh, need to God, prepare for this. such a third density thing to uh, say. Yeah, yeah surviving true. on lists and like order. Whereas he's just like, just use the force. Just get up there and just fucking use the force. Exactly. Let it happen. Mm. Yep. Hey, baby, you know what? Just make it happen, man. <laughs> I just walked onto stage. I was told to stand there. And then all of a sudden, everybody got quiet and just kind of filed to their seats and started looking behind me. I didn't see a flash or see anything strange, but I looked behind me and there was standing one of the blue avians that I'd come to know as Ra-Tir-Air. And one of the other (laughs) sphere beings that I'd never seen before that we have come to call the Golden Triangle Head People. Sorry, Golden Triangle Head People. The Golden Triangle Head People. That sounds like a racial slur. (laughs) (laughs) Hey, what's going on, Triangle Head? <laughs> <laughs> Their head was a golden upside-down triangle with huge eyes that were blue, and their shoulders were very thin, about the size of his head. They were very tall, about 10 feet tall, even taller than the blue avians, and his arms were extremely long and thin, no clothing, no sex organs, and the skin was brown with a golden sheen. It had three fingers. It was standing on three toes that were kind of supporting it, almost like tripods. It didn't communicate. It just kind of stood there, and it didn't seem like it had any bones in it in its body. It was a very weird apparition-looking thing. Then Ratia Air began to communicate with me te- telepathically with his hand raised. And this is an artist rendition of, of that, that important scene in space okay. human... Uh, relations, yeah. Hey, wow. Triangle head looks kind of cool. That's a cool triangle head. Yeah. yeah. I, I personally, I wouldn't be hanging that much shit on that dude. <laughs> Good states that at this point, only himself, General Gonzalez, and a few others had seen a blue avian before. So it was quite a shock to the Super Federation, despite being told that they would be meeting a new sphere being on this occasion. 
Good was then instructed telepathically by Ratir Air to turn and face the Super Federation and repeat what he was told and to not change anything with specific instructions to keep it word for word. So he's a translator for them, basically. Is that basically, mm-hmm. yeah. Right. So but he can understand them, but other people can't then? Or? He's an intuitive empath. So <laughs> we keep kind of coming back to that. Okay, yeah. <laughs> okay, yeah. I'm sensing a theme. Quote, I turn to the audience... And now I don't remember exactly what it was that he had me say in the opening, but then he, Ratir Air, opened uh, opened it up for questions. There were a number of questions. A lot of them were technical. I didn't understand what they were asking. Ratir Air did. And I didn't understand what he was saying back to them. But there were some interesting questions which I wrote down when I returned home. There was a question from a man in a uniform. He asked if the avians were the rumoured Ra from the Law of One. What the f- okay. Do we get anything? Yes. <laughs> now, now this is just a side note, but what Good is referring to here is a collection of writings from the largely discredited psychic and medium Carla Rukert, who claims to have channeled and evolved being Ra during the 80s and wrote down this telepathic message for the human race. Nobody has ever been able to prove that she was communicating with an alien being. <laughs> okay. Okay. So he's, he's referencing other sci-fi writers at this point now. <laughs> this, sort of, like, well, uh, well, maybe, maybe that, or maybe there's just similarities in in mm. you know, maybe it's all true. And mm. the well, the well is pretty deep. <laughs> <laughs> Another question from a very dignified-looking human surrounded the blue spheres that the blue avians had brought to our solar system, and he wanted to know why the blue avians had brought so many ships. The blue avian responded, "Quote." We require no conveyance. There are far more than 100 spheres that are are spaced out equal distantly through the solar system. They are what you would describe best as devices and are in place to buffer the tsunami of storms, highly charged vibrational energies in your solar system so that they do not affect your star planet and native life in an adverse way as your system enters this part of the galaxy. Well... So they're doing us a solid. Yeah, they're, yeah. So yeah. they're good guys, and they're yeah. they're the good guys. They build a wall. They're fighting against the cabal with the alliance. It's the alliance and the blue avians, the the sphere being alliance together against the cabal. And the cabal is responsible for this wave of bad energy. No, no, no. I, I don't think they're making that inference. But but the cabal are basically, you know, controlling our race. It sounds like there's bigger fish to fry. Yeah. That sounds like a really minor thing to be worried about a bunch of bad guys on Earth when there's like fucking hundreds of different races and yes. or lots of different races and energy surges yeah. flowing through Tsunamis the galaxy. Tsunamis of bad why, chi. Why would, yeah, exactly. There's bad juju so coming he, this way. He, why he would you care that, about that, that what the Illuminati is doing? Tsunamis are going to... Oh, could potentially send the world mad and that like if you... Like, if you're, you know, if, where you live, there's, like, a shooting, you know, once uh, once every six months or something. It'll be, like, you know, ten shootings a week kind of thing. Like, that's what that's what he uses as a reference point to describe the energy and yeah. what it's going to do. Yeah. So, why give a shit about the cabal, then? Like, surely that's for Earth to deal with as, like, a, a thing. Whereas this is bigger, yeah, bigger fish to fry. Yeah. So, uh, the cabal are, are, are a bigger deal than we know at, at this point. Right. Of course. Good goes on to explain that the blue avians have set up a barrier around Earth that cannot be crossed by material objects or beings. 
Good also claims that the majority of the secret space programs mentioned earlier were entirely based outside of our solar system and were undertaking missions that he didn't have access to intel on. The erection of this barrier caused quite a problem for the Alliance members as their secret space programs were currently out of our solar system and were not able to return. So many of the other questions revolving uh, around uh, uh, at the Federation gathering uh, were around petitioning the Blue Avians and the Sphere being Alliance to allow the humans back onto Earth. Their requests were denied. Mm-hmm. So does that remind you of, of, of any sci-fi series? Or any kind of trade federation. Yeah, well, it's, again, he's well into his Star Wars prequels. Mm. Um, can I, just a question, mm. and this might be j- jumping the, the gun here, a little Matt. bit here, but does any are there people who believe this is true? Let's just say, like outside of Corey Good. Let's just say yes. <laughs> oh my god! <laughs> Following this revelation, Hell. that's yeah. <laughs> How do you have this chat with someone and you're like, I'm on board? This is the most real, true thing I've ever heard in my life. I want to be... I'm, I'm so down with this. Everything makes sense now. Like, it's, it's just... It's, oh, it's a fucking lot. It sounds so amazing, doesn't it? Like, that it couldn't possibly be true. Yeah, there's no element of it so far that makes me think any of it is true at all, but... Well, I mean, you know, if, he's already referenced a couple of other um, you know, movies. Conspiracy, <laughs> conspiracy. That we know. Well, uh, well, whistleblowers, really. He's, he's referenced another whistleblower. In, in a way. Following this revelation from the Blue Avians, <clears throat> Good claims that the Alliance were bitterly disappointed, as they had hoped that the Blue Avians would grant them technologies to destroy the Cabal and their power structure here on Earth. But the message of peace and love fell on deaf ears to the military-minded alliance. Good also asserts that the Blue Avians and other beings in the Sphere Being Alliance are trying to work with the Human Alliance to achieve full disclosure of their presence and the existence of the secret space programs here on Earth. Mm. So they're, they're, they're fighting the good fight. They're trying to... to the Blue Avians are. <clears throat> yeah. The Blue Avians are working with the Alliance to try to release this information to the public and to other ufo researchers right so it's mm. like the boon the ultimate boon what what is stopping him from releasing this information the cabal the cabal oh, are shutting it down the cabal won't let that happen because they they want control they want to control so they everything. control every element of the media everything <laughs> <laughs> Quote, That's a convenient <clears throat> plot point, but go, carry on. Quote, Full disclosure is what they are going for. That is the goal. They want for humanity to free themselves through rising up and freeing ourselves. They want us to do it in a way that is going to be the foundation for a whole new humanity. So after relaying this message to the Human Alliance, Good went on to finish his tenure as an intuitive empath and exited the secret space program. Now, you might be wondering, how could this child be swept off on an intergalactic adventure for 20 years and not have his parents or friends be worried about him or report him missing? Well, Good states that the MyLab program had thought of this, and the process was to use age regression technology and time travel technology to return him to the age he was before he left. Simples. Right, so he went and did all this stuff, and then they went, okay, your 20 years is up, and then we'll turn you back into a (laughs) 7-year-old. 
Mm-hmm. Effectively. According to Good, uh, the age regression employs the use of paralyzing drugs or amnesia medications to immobilize the body, which is then regressed using some kind of energetic or temporal process that Good was unable to remember much about. At the Lunar Operational Command, he was put into a medically induced coma for two weeks, waking up later in what appeared to be some facility, yet everything felt different. The inference was that the, during the age regression process, Good was actually transported back in time to 1987. And I run. <laughs> and when he gets back there at that time, does he have he has memories of all this stuff? Obviously, or is so is he now a seven year old pretending he's not twenty seven? At this point, he doesn't refer to to that logical because then it'd be really interesting to see how we went through school because if you were a 27 year old pretending to be a seven year old and like you got to keep all that shit under wraps Mm, because like you would have an elevated iq yeah yeah, you know know, know stuff about human politics and oh how to interact with people you don't have to you've already learned all that stuff you learn as a kid and and a teenager like like, not not just like on a human level he's also an intuitive empath oh i I hadn't Mm. oh i didn't realize that bit you haven't heard? Uh, I must so you, have like, zoned out 12 you really, you times. You really need to pay attention. I think I zoned out a lot of times. No, Good on. claims that this process of being kidnapped by the Alliance, serving in the 20 and back program, then being age regressed and time traveled back to their original age and location is happening all over the planet. But many do not have the memory of this experience as their minds have been blank slated. Mm. In Corey's case, somehow his abilities have you allowed mean, him to... Like in Men in Black, yeah. where they... Oh, right, okay, cool. Yeah, yeah, like that. <laughs> in Corey's case, somehow his abilities have allowed him to retain the memories that he's made while serving in the program. Because and he's an intuitive empath. Exactly. Mm, right. And he's accepted numerous call-up jobs for the Alliance since he's finished his tenure. Good also states that he was unable to bring anything from the Alliance-controlled LOC back to Earth, Uh. and additionally, nothing from Earth is allowed onto the LOC, which makes providing proof Proof. very difficult. Mm, Convenient, Mm. you might even say. It's super unfair, because, Mm. I mean, any kind of document, photo, video, would just prove the existence of this massive program to disclose it to the whole world, which is what he and the Blue Avians want. And I mean, really what you need to do is just tell your story and then just hope people will believe. Well, the you. best way to get full disclosure would be to just tell one guy and then get him to go on a YouTube channel and say <laughs> it. That's the best way to achieve full disclosure. The Blue Avians really have a decent understanding of how this yeah. world works, yeah. I think, in They're, terms of yeah. uh, That's definitely, information. And- mm. now, you're, now you're starting to get the logic. That I, I, I like that. <laughs> the technology that good it's real says sixth, sixth density way of yeah, thinking. Yeah, yeah. I, can... I think you. I think you might be raising your vibrational frequency. <laughs> <laughs> the technology that good says is being employed by the alliance is far more advanced than the majority of the population could ever imagine, and in fact, we are purposely being held back from access to this technology by. Have a guess. The cabal. The cabal again. Wait, the Empire. No, wait, sorry. Yep. 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 Quote. <laughs> the Borgs. <laughs> they just have to look back at history. There's been so many times that it, that we've been pretty sure that we knew everything. And then the government released information or a new technology, new space or aircraft or a whistleblower comes forward like Snowden and releases information that people had talked about before and no one believed. I'm, I'm just going to start with that. Yeah. 
Snowden, what Snowden revealed is believable. He's a- <laughs> <laughs> he, well, he, look, he, he's drawing a parallel between himself and Snowden being a whistleblower because mm. by definition, that's what they're both doing, right? Mm. No, I think one's a sci-fi, frustrated sci-fi writer, but oh, okay, I, well, I'll, I'll just leave it at that. He's an intuitive empath. Sorry. Sorry. So if you think that there that everything that exists is on the internet and that you've all you got to do is google it and find it then you're living under a pretty large misconception. You can't talk about one advanced technology without revealing all the other advanced technologies. Well that's letting the genie out of the bottle. And the major genie that they've been trying to keep in the bottle is not yes there are uh, ETs, it is yes there is free energy. And free energy alone will collapse the global economy overnight. Boy, this is sounding familiar again. Free energy and... Mm. Yeah. So, the Cabal are trying to sort of suppress the knowledge of ETs to protect their fossil fuel Mm. money, their oil money. The money, the wealth, the profit. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Excuse me. Sorry. It's kind of hard to... You're doing a good job of keeping a mostly straight face through this. Since coming forward as a secret space insider, Corey Good has continued to be contacted by the Blue Avians and is also receiving briefings from the Alliance, who are continuing to battle the Cabal in conjunction with the Trump administration. So, the Trump is on the side of the Alliance? Yes, Trump is a member of the Alliance. Really? Yes. Wow, that is... Trump hasn't come out and said that, you know, like in, like in a press conference. He said a lot of really crazy, stupid shit, mm, but he has but never said that he's a member of the Alliance. See, I find it hard to believe he would keep something that big of a deal, like, under his hat or under his mm. hair, you know. He like, can't it's, keep anything under his hair. Exactly. Like, but mm. in terms of, like, the cabal being evil and whatnot... I would have thought that the president of the United States would, would be have been a pretty in the handy. Cabal. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Especially like a you know a businessman as well, but he's not in the cabal. You're fired. <laughs> <laughs> Good's narrative of blue avians and intergalactic super federations has resonated with the UFO community, and his lectures and appearances are attended by hundreds of fans eager to hear the latest information in the fight against the cabal and the evil. Draco or reptilians who good claims are intertwined with the cabal. Oh, fuck. We just hit lizard people. Lizard people. <clears throat> this is just a fucking joyride, isn't <laughs> this it? This is just hitting every... Through the holes con- of conspiracy. Con- this is conspiracy bingo. Have, yeah. we, got, have we got lizard people? Tick. On your bingo. left, you'll see the lizard people. On <laughs> your right, you'll the Illuminati. see the cabal. Yeah. <laughs> and just down the hole is the Star Wars prequels. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Good states that the Draconian Federation Alliance, compli- comprised of the insectoids and oh. sinister artificial intelligence beings, is led by a 14-foot-tall royal white Draco, who is demanding that the Blue Avians lift their blockade and that the Alliance grant amnesty to the Cabal elites who have been serving the reptilians for years. And here's a a rendition of the uh, royal white Draco, according according to Good. Cool, man. It's like Gecko head, but human body. It looks a bit like Voldemort, actually. With wings. Yeah. So, um, I'm just going to point out that getting someone to draw a picture of something isn't proof. Uh, I don't see... (laughs) It's like, hey, can you draw a picture of this, like, you know, giant 
like lizard person. What's your point? But you'd need a source what's, what's for your point? them to draw. Yeah. What's we- your point? <laughs> <laughs> just saying, you're saying you're saying a picture saying doesn't that, tell a thousand words. I'm Is just that saying, saying it doesn't quite count as as evidence or proof to go. Well, hey, it's, look, it's, I drew a look. I drew a picture of a kangaroo eating a koala. That doesn't mean it's proof that kangaroos eat koalas. I, I, dis- well, I, dis- I disagree, Matt. As we all know, they they are carnivor- carnivorous. Uh, <laughs> but the drop bears would eat the kangaroos. It's kind they- of like it's kind of like mm. you know, like a sketch artist that you know uh, provides mm. a, a, a sketch of, of a suspect yeah, to in, in a court of law of a crime. Yeah, yeah. Mm. So it's kind of like that. It's, it's, it's evidence. <laughs> so it's not. It's not. It's evidence. It's not right it's on, but it's evidence. very close. <laughs> if these demands are not met. And the alliance do not capitulate to their requests. A war to end all wars will commence. Good claims that the two factions continue to meet and discuss, and are so far uh, an intergalactic war has been avoided. While to date the only evidence provided by Good to substantiate his claims are some photocopies of documents from an organization, uh, organization called the Defense Intelligence Agency. So he's docu- got something. He's got some. There are documents. documents. I have downloaded them. PDFs. Right. The documents discuss dark matter, wormholes, and the manipulation of other dimensions, although no government authority has backed Good's claim that they are official documents. Why not? (laughs) It is also interesting to note that the hacker Gary McKinnon, who hacked the United States military and NASA computers over a period of 13 months... He claimed he found evidence of the secret space program, saying that he came across numerous references to non-terrestrial officers and transferred documents relating to material transfers between ships and a program called Solar Warden. This occurred in 2002, 13 years before Corey Good's claims were first made in 2015. So Corey Good has read that somewhere. Can you believe it? He's incorporated it into his story. Is that the, this is the can you believe it? Can point? you believe it? Do, do you have um, something to come after this to poke holes in things? Uh, look, or, there's, or there's some that... additional information. Okay, right, yeah, cool. There's some right. additional information, but I want to throw it to you guys. <laughs> Brady, yeah, yeah. Brady, you can take the floor. No, no, man. Come no, on. No, go for it. <sighs> No. <laughs> How do you feel about intuitive empaths? Like, why do, Why wouldn't you believe that? Uh, because, I mean, it's ov- it's obviously just a dude who is hanging out in his mum's house, consuming fucking hours, years of sci-fi, and now he's turned it all into kind of a mishmash of a story. And I, yeah, I, look, I stand by my early claim that this is he's written a book and no one will publish it. And he's gone, well, how can I drum up some publicity or how can I turn this, make this a thing? Because I've spent the last 10 years in my mum's basement writing it. No, 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 no. And no, then no, he he's finally, he was he's, off world. And he's finally gone, well, fuck, I'll just claim it's all real. Mm. And this is like the Amateurville horror thing again. It's just, we'll just make a story and say it's real and then we can build it. Make money out of it. Can I just point out, it's not even a good story. Like, it's shit. <laughs> I would... If I was going to double down with something on, like, I want this to be real. If this fuck. was done as, like, a trilogy of, like, high-budget movies with a good cast and a bit of work on the, work on the script, I'd probably be down for watching it as a, as a film. I reckon like, at as a best fantasy it would thing. be a Sunday pass. Well, it's, yeah. it's, it's fantastic that, that you think that, because <laughs> that's exactly what he's counting on, basically. What, that his story will become a movie. This will be like this is like Elron Hubbard's Battlefield Earth. 
Oh god! Kind of thing. Is that what? Is that what's Here going on? Here we go again. <laughs> I, called, you know, I called that really early. That, but anyway, go on. Is, this, <laughs> is this the new Scientology? No, this is this is this is someone trying to make the new Star Wars. Yeah, but, but by playing a Scientology angle on it, by going, it's is the yeah, real yeah. thing as a backdoor yeah. into super mega sci fi franchise. That's what's that's mm. what's going on here. Hmm. Mm. No, or or it's real. <laughs> I'm gonna. But which one's more believable? Okay. Now, yeah. So <clears throat> now I'm gonna speak uh, freely. Um. So you could be forgiven for thinking that this guy is obviously a deranged individual. Who would believe this story with no physical evidence, no videos, no photos, and no government confirmed documents? The answer is a lot. The first interview with Corey Good on Cosmic Disclosure has reached over half a million views on YouTube. Fuck me. Wow. The second interview is currently over 2,000 views. That might not seem like a lot when you're comparing it to a Beyonce film clip, but this is still a staggering number considering the content. The YouTube channel Gaia have amassed over 377,000 subscribers and their highest video viewed is just under 4 million views. If you're not familiar with the UFO market, it's a multi-billion dollar industry all over the world. Conferences, radio appearances, podcasts, books, movies, documentaries, speaking tours, and merchandise are all huge money makers, uh, and the whistleblower content is fast becoming a crowded scene. Mm. Many other whistleblowers have come forward with similar claims and an equal amount of non-evidence. In fact, <laughs> who can have the least non-evidence? <laughs> in fact, in late 2017, a new insider, Jason Rice, came forward, seemingly backing up Corey Good's claims. He was said to be a member of the MyLab program and also served as an intuitive empath in the 20 and Back program. His story seemed to share similarities with Goods, and he began to gain uh, he began to gain traction <laughs> on the many New Age and UFO website po- uh, hey, websites. And slow down that bandwagon! I need to jump on. Yeah. <laughs> In September 2017, he was invited onto the Cosmic Disclosure YouTube channel to tell his version of events. Although Wilcock was no longer the host, as he had resigned from the position, citing that Gaia channel had undergone. Luciferian practices. <laughs> oh, that's the best reason to quit a that's job. That's fucking great, isn't it? Like, no, if you can I'm just sorry, say, to... I'm not working for you anymore because you fucking serve the Dark Lord. <laughs> uh, uh, look, I've seen the stuff you've been doing with Satan and I have to, I'm out. I can't do it anymore. I quit. <laughs> Quite frankly, it makes me feel uncomfortable. <laughs> <laughs> Corey Good was invited to appear alongside Jason Rice to discuss the secret space program. However, he declined the offer. Rice later what? received a cease, a cease and desist letter from Good's team of lawyers, as in March 2018, Corey Good had filed for copyright protection for the intellectual property on the following terms: twenty and back, secret space program or SSP, my lab, uh, sphere being alliance, blue aliens, <laughs> return of the guardians, dark fleet. And any use whatsoever of Mr. Good's testimony, story, or material that is not authorized by Corey Good. So, so this Rice guy has managed to climb on the bandwagon, and Corey Good has just kicked him off <laughs> into the dirt. No, nope. it's like 
Yeah, no, look, this is my made-up story, mate. Get your own fucking made-up story. There's not enough room for two of us. The funny thing is, is that, like, uh, before Corey Good, there's, like, some other whistleblowers as well. And, look, the story was already blowing out pretty far. I didn't want to add in their mm. testimonies as well. But he's kind of borrowed from their testimonies as well. So, he's sort of, like done like a piss poor version of other people who had already done this before him and he'd seen the the you know the the money in it mm. so he's not just stealing from or you know cherry picking sci-fi ideas he's also there's a lot cherry picked from other people in this field it's kind of like an and built like a fucking sponge super, of sci-fi he's built a death star version of yes. all the sci-fi bits all the previous ufo whistleblowers <laughs> That's a great analogy and he's just death star version and, yeah and if anyone tries to go and work at his death star he's mm. like no get fuck off and get your own death star yeah right. well he's he's copyrighted some of those terms he's copyrighted um, when he actually did that, the community who followed this whole fucking thing, they all got super pissed off because Secret Space Program had been like a thing that they've been talking about for, you know, 20, 30 years or something. So, like, it kind of it tipped the community in the wrong way. And I think he ended up dropping that one. But this seems to kind of fly in the face of the alleged message from the Blue Avians mm. of sharing and love. <laughs> I was going to say. <laughs> and is certainly at odds with the UFO disclosure that this community is so adamantly calling for. There is also evidence that Corey Good has encouraged his followers to perform dox attacks on his critics and other whistleblowers looking to carve out their own piece of the secret space I'm sorry, play. but what a piece of shit. Mm-mm. Yeah. Fuck. Now, the believers in Corey Good's story are pretty much the kind of people that you would expect they are. New age hippies, yoga enthusiasts, spirit mediums, UFO experiences, and UFO abduction victims are commonplace on the forums, social media groups, and blogs. The true gravity of Corey Good's status as a leader of the... Uh, what have now become known as the Blue Chicken Cult. <laughs> <laughs> that- <laughs> did they did they decide that they... Because Blue Avian Cult would sound kind of cool, but Blue Chicken Cult is- Well, I think it was like the people that were sort of trying to poke holes in his testimony um, kind of nicknamed it the Blue Chicken Cult. Yeah, and they've kind of just... A vaguely, like- as a vaguely derogatory sort of thing. Yeah, exactly, yeah. yeah. And they've kind of taken it on board. So now like they're... I think they've got like a YouTube channel called like the Chicken Coop and stuff like yeah, that. Right. Like, it's like it's like how uh, like gay people only the term queer. Yeah, yeah, like, yeah. Kind of like that. So the true gravity of Corey Good's status as a leader became apparent to me after watching a video of his speaking appearance at the Conscious Life Expo, and I'll just play a small clip from the Q and A session that followed his speaking appearance. Um. Yeah, I'm I'm just not on board with this, like, thuggery of, like, hey, look at this wicked idea that I... Oh, look at that mullet. That is disgusting. <laughs> yeah, so he looks a little bit different now, doesn't he? He's yeah. sort of looking a little bit more guru-ish, maybe? Uh, he's looking like kind of a failed pro wrestler at this point. <laughs> <laughs> so this is following his, like, like, speech that people have paid money to go and see, right? So someone's asking him a question at this point. Is that what this is? Is this a yes. Q&A? Yeah. Yep. Oh, my God. And he's getting a standing ovation. 
I hate people. <laughs> Who the fuck are these nufties that are here as fucking applauding him on their feet? Oh, my God. So, yeah, if you didn't hear that, a woman basically just stood up and said, thank you, thank you, thank you. For, ri- for risking your life? Yeah. And then there's a room full of people. Like, there's easy, maybe 200, 300 people in that room. Yep. And they're all standing up and applauding his uh, bravery. So, so, I'd just like to reiterate that this is a room full of people giving a standing ovation for someone to have the courage to share their testimony about eight foot tall blue bird people. <laughs> oh, God. And upside down triangle heads. And upside down triangle head beings. <laughs> so this is this is what he looks like now after like years later since this is sort of all picked up. Wow. Like, this is that's one of the images that he's released is on his website. That's is, a pretty good you know, like that's uh, a pro, yeah, that's author, a pro author pick. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, it's pretty profesh. He's, Despite- he's making some serious coin out of this, isn't he? He certainly is. Despite this, his lack of evidence, despite his dubious story, despite even his attempts to silence other alleged whistleblowers, Corey Good has become the center point of this whirling dervish of pseudoscience buffoons, all clamoring to separate those who believe their story with hard-earned cash. Good's cash cow cavalcade has become the gold standard for UFO quackery, and many of the so-called researchers and insiders are now baying for a piece of the action and are gaining strength with a united front colluding on story points, secret details and abbreviations to give their individual stories more merit in a vacuum of tangible scientific evidence. In October last year, Corey Good, David Wilcock and a leading member of the blue chicken cult, Jordan Sather, released a, and I use this term very lightly, (laughs) documentary entitled Above Majestic. Among Corey's regular giant blue intergalactic sphere beam baloney story, the documentary also claims that Nazis built a base on the moon by modifying submarines with ancient technology (laughs) and and that were already occupying the moon well before the Second World War. Oh, that, 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 the production meeting for that documentary must have been fucking out of sight. Like, it, it, it's actually like, it's, it's actually pretty professional. It's like full 3D rendered graphics and stuff like that. Look, it <laughs> looks like, like a CGI, you know, but seriously, from a video game. But seriously to go, okay, so the Nazis have submarines and they use ancient technology to get them to the moon to their secret base. So what, what like the documentary claims that they, I'm kind of impressed with the creativity, yeah, actually. The like do- the documentary claims that they that the Nazis use this medium to like uh, like contact the sphere beings or whatever, and that they gave them plans to to be able to make like their submarines able to go into outer space. Okay, and what proof do they have of this? None. None. There's a, <laughs> what, what do you mean? You don't need proof. Like, you just need testimony. Not only did the documentary do well. It shot to number one position in the documentaries category on YouTube, with viewers forking out $6 US per screen. Ah! Oh, God, I feel sick. It was, <laughs> what? It was also number one on Amazon and in the top 20 most viewed films on iTunes, even beating Star Wars The Last Jedi. No, fuck off. Shortly after after this occurred, the company who released the film, Orchid Entertainment, received a letter from Facebook stating that no advertising or posting of the film would be permitted as it constituted as fake news. 
Seemingly onto a good thing, Corey Good has expanded his material to include other popular conspiracies surrounding the QAnon phenomenon, 9-11, the Mandela effect. The fucking the bingo card thing I was going to say, if we get a 9-11 mentioned, it's fuck, I've got bingo. It's basically everything. It's like anti-vaxxers, like how, all this stuff. How cruel that uh, he, Trump is a member of the alliance and he got banned from one of the platforms because it constituted fake <laughs> news. <laughs> and, he, and he's saying that Trump is a good guy. Yeah, he's, yeah, he's, he's, yeah, yeah. Like, Trump, Trump is a member of the alliance and, like, you know, he's working... And his own words are being used against him. Oh, my God. This is... Yeah, this is so, just like a super virus of fucking conspiracy ideas, isn't it? Kind of, yeah. Stay tuned to this space as Corey Good is in talks to create more movies audiobooks, maybe a TV series, and he also has a comic book coming out shortly, which he's released a preview page of, which depicts his now infamous first appearance with Rati Air, the Blue Avian. And that's a... Uh, oh, cool. We're got a, a picture. copy of, the, of, of the, the splash page, I suppose, like where he's... Yep. Cool. I mean, it, it looks pretty pro. I'm astounded that this guy is getting money for this. Because I just listened to this whole story and I want to get paid for just having this. Yeah, I'm kind of impressed at the the capitalist commercialness of it. That's where you've gone, well, okay, how do I just... And again, this is totally the frustrated sci-fi writer who's gone, well, no one's going to publish my book. I could just vanity publish it or... I could make a full-blown fucking money machine cult out of it by claiming it's true. Mm. It's fucking amazing. And I'm actually kind of impressed. Yeah, so so was I. I was sort of like, how can anybody believe that? Like, how does this have any gravity? How how insane is it, though, that the enemy, the Empire, I mean, the Cabal, <laughs> is <laughs> like a group of evil, like money-hungry people <laughs> just out for profit, only thinking of Serving themselves. themselves. Yeah. Uh, according to Good, I, like he, he, you he, are a hero, Corey Good. <laughs> <laughs> he distinguishes them as light workers and dark workers. So, it's like the members, the members of the blue cult, um, the blue chicken cult, are called light workers, and they work on the side of light. And then anybody who says anything discouraging or says, "Bring, show me the evidence," or uh, like, basically, your story is a complete and utter piece of shit. He calls them dark workers, and they get blacklisted from the groups and that sort of thing. Wow. So, so in, 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 like, researching this, I had to, like, you know, sort of infiltrate a little bit into the groups, and there's, like... And, and ask questions. People are so fucking viciously violent about defending his testimony. It's it's insane it's, how crazy they are. So, we've, like, off, <laughs> off mic, we've talked about the whole thing of what if... W- uh, this podcast was to rile up a people so much. Uh, yeah, that, yeah. And I feel like this would be the group to do it. Mm. Uh, well, if we get doxxed, it's going to be the blue chicken cult. Well, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> fuck yeah. Thanks for putting that uh, here in there. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah. Well, I'm hoping Look, if I just get in before him now, I expect it. <laughs> <laughs> so you can prepare. <laughs> Um, it'd be it'd be it'd be great, like you know, to to tell your friends. Well, I'm actually getting attacked by the blue chicken cult. Yeah, Imagine having to go to the cops about that, though. Go, look, I'm in some serious trouble here. The the blue chicken cult has started doxing me. <laughs> no, the, and first, the first thing out of your mouth should be, "Where do I start?" <laughs> 
This is going to sound crazy. This is going to sound kind of astounding yeah. to anyone that doesn't have a background in this, but... Oh, I... Let me just write it down in my invisible typewriter. Yeah. It's like having to sit through the hours and hours and hours of research that I had. Mm. In the last week when I was sort of rushing to put the final, final touches on the story... I was just becoming so fucking angry at this guy. <laughs> I was so angry at him for making me have to sit through this horrible baloney story that all these other stupid people, and you are stupid. If you believe in this, you are stupid. Like, there's no ifs and buts around it. <laughs> like, like, that's the real kicker in this. When you show us the video of the people doing the standing ovation. And, I mean, when you get down to it, it there's only 200, 300 people in that room. But that's still 200 or 300 people more than it should be. Yeah, so on, on his website, he's got, like, everything from dartboards through to, like, coffee cups, aprons, everything. Oh it's like God. the full merchandising This dude thing. is like the Jane Simmons of UFO uh, testimony. Yeah. <laughs> Fuck yes. Coming soon, the Corey Good oh, Casket. And, <laughs> and just as likable, too. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. Like, okay, so to just to, to summarise... Uh, I'm I'm kind of impressed at Thank you. the ab- Thank you. No, not not, oh, not about no. you. No, <laughs> I, I think you, hopefully you now see the amount of, of shit picking... I have to go through to yeah, no, research. Totally. Stuff. I, I I really appreciate the amount of f- of effort and and research you've had to do because yeah, look, if I have to sit dude, through like another that's... fucking video of Corey Good talking about <laughs> Sphere fucking being Alliance, I'm just gonna go crazy. Uh, look, you, you've done you've done a good job, but to to, to summarize the story itself, I, again, I'm kind of impressed with Corey Good's entrepreneurial uh take on bad sci-fi writing and conspiracy nuttery Mm. to create his own fucking super industry around just batshit craziness and that's kind of impressive but it's just a load of fucking bollocks can't we just enjoy star wars for what it is (laughs) (laughs) really i think the, the real kicker for me is that like all these other sort of pseudoscience kind of UFO commentators have sort of seen what he's done and seen how popular it is and seen that, like, it's like, you know, the Roswell story, but on steroids with, like, you know, fantasy mixed in and there's, like, you know, a compelling race that he's kind of created. It's it's like they've all seen that and gone, we need to get on board with this. And so they've all sort of, like... You know, like there's there's very very like well, I wouldn't say they're like well known, but they're like you know pretty high ranking sort of people in the UFO community that have signed up to his testimony and have backed it, and they're sort of backing each other. So, so they interweave their stories yeah, to make God. it stronger. It's like he, Corey Good is like a, a shark or a fucking whale or something, and these are the remoras that are clinging to the side of it <laughs> as it swims through, making it sort trying of like to get a more stronger, and more. more believable. And they're bringing yeah. like the, so the people that follow those sort of communities are all coming towards Corey Good, and there's like this super federation. Of like people that believe in this stuff happening. That's the, that's the cult. It, it has a it's, real danger of becoming like an a cult. cult. It's it's an it's the next Scientology. I mean, it, it's fucking if they incorporate Xenu into it and drag the Scientologist with him, he could be a, the next Elron Hubbard. And the the only difference is is that he has said that the Blue Avians told him that it's not allowed to become a cult, and they've tried to do this twice before, and people turned it into a cult. So mm, it can't be a cult. It's just going to remain a, a, a money making exercise. A, yeah, a bit of a money spinner. Like yeah. let's. Not and get... also, nobody else talk about it because that money belongs to me, bitch. Mm, oh yeah. God! Just one question: Is 
you, t- you mentioned Roswell. And so with any of these, like Roswell, there's lots of evidence or quasi-proof that people bring forward to, 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 yeah, yeah, to like try and back yeah, their story. Like there's there's and a this, bit more to it. This has none. Absolutely fucking zero. But I, so I, I are did, the people... I, I did are read there... two points of, of, of proof. I'm but... still... Yeah, no, I'm still not really yeah. seeing any. But so are the... Like the Roswell people, is there a part of the old school UFO community that is just fully like, fuck that guy. He is full of shit. Is there that backlash part Interesting that, that you make that, um, that point because uh, there's kind of like an industry of naysayers basically who have claimed that, you know, this is all bullshit and they've kind of created their own community oh, around it's, that. And it's, is, they're making hmm. money out of saying that his story is full of shit. This guy is... Obviously, so powerful in the community that he, in the UFO community, that he's created a schism, basically. Mm-hmm. Yep. And it's it's either you're with me or against me. Yeah. And each side is going to end up looking as bad as the other. But his side just has fucking nothing to base it on. The other side actually looks like really credible now compared to it. There's a great video where he's speaking at this conference with a couple of other sort of more well-known UFO researchers. And... The this UFO researcher named Richard Dolan um, gets asked about you know like Corey Good's claims and stuff, and he just looks so embarrassed when he has to answer this question. He's just like, is it like sort of upset, but he sort of approaches it in like a level-headed manner, and he basically just shuts him down in you know a couple of sentences, basically just saying that it's all baloney and the whole you know Nazi space um, base and stuff couldn't have been possible because the uh, German army was basically um, entirely removed from Germany during the time that he claims that they have set up this mm. gigantic space base on the fucking moon. Mm. Let alone just the fucking possibilities, the, the practicalities of it are just insane and impossible. The Nazis fucking developed like the V rocket, okay, which was the is the forerunner to what got man to the moon in the first place. Yeah, yeah. They developed that during the Second World War. There's no fucking way they had other technology that turned submarines into fucking spaceships that took them to the fucking moon. That's you know, just the most ridiculous thing ever. You know what the answer to that is? Do the research. <laughs> Do the research, yeah. Matt, because there are suppressed technologies. Mm. Yeah. Mm. And yeah. Well, that was the, the, it's thing. the cabal. It was, it was ancient technologies that sent these submarines to the mm. moon. Yeah. Yeah. yeah they're, <laughs> like they're like old some like they're actual old submarines. Mm. Like I've got the movie on on my computer. I've tried to watch it all the way through like maybe five <laughs> or six times, and every time I fall asleep, <laughs> angry. I'm <laughs> uh, <laughs> gonna have an angry sleep now. Uh, look, well done, Colonel. Um, yeah, that was great. Uh, yeah, yeah, that was a really g- a good story. And Can we just uh, we- replay the standing ovation? Did not. <laughs> <laughs> thank you. We will, yeah. thank you. We will hopefully have all... Rati air passed on his... I just want to uh, say <laughs> thank you for risking your life Yeah. <laughs> look, you know, it's it, it was hard. Um, but being an intuitive empath, I knew that I would just oh, be God. able to relate mm. the story. We'll, we'll have all the sources. Sources and stuff will be on the various uh, websites and platforms yep. you can, so you can look into this stuff more for yourself. Um, and, uh, yeah, if you want to yeah. comment and tell us... Uh, How exactly you're going to dox us. Yeah. What, um, uh, yeah look, if, if you are a member of the Blue Chicken Cult, please don't, you know, attack us and our families. No, no, give us, give us some evidence. Show us some, some things to convince us. Like, we're yeah, always totally. open to... Yep. To um, I'd be, looking yeah, at I'd things, be down with that, yeah, yeah. I, I, we don't want to encourage people to be vicious about these things. We want them to try and persuade us with 
proper evidence and proof. Like the, you know, the, the Fox Mulder poster, um, but, I want to believe. Yeah. So convince us and, and let us know what that, you know, perhaps there's pieces of this puzzle that I'm missing. Mm. Um, so let us know what they are. Yeah. And there's probably a good point to say, like, because this is the end of the first season and uh, that we have shit canned a whole lot of stuff <laughs> over the past 10 mm. episodes. But we do, we do want to believe we're just waiting for that good evidence to come forward. So please hit us up. Tell us if, or if there's a story you want us to do, tell us what it is. Yep. Well, uh, thanks for being here, Brody. It was. Can uh, I just say it's been a time? <laughs> it has really been a time. Yeah. You and Roy look like you've just really loved it. It's been great. He's he's fucked. Didn't you hear him flipping <laughs> like, out before WrestleMania twenty eight? Yeah, bloody kitchen. And uh, <laughs> thanks, Matt, for um, for listening to the, the story and allowing me to um, to run through one of mine. Look, that's t- I'm well up for that happening every season. <laughs> I'm happy for you to do all of them if you really want. But no, yeah. no, look, I don't yeah. want to do that. Okay, okay, good. Okay, thank you and good night. Bye, bye, bye.